previously with the Liberators. Oh, we're gonna start a bar fight, yes! <laughs> oh, I've always wanted one! Correct. there's a, there's like a, it's not a voice. On, like, on a meta level, I'd say it's akin to pheromones, and it's crying out in anguish. And there's a question that lingers in your mind, and that is uh, asking you why you've sought power over everything else. So, so what now, um, Malachi? Are you going to remain here until you feel safe and until we deal with this world eater? All we can do is fight it. Ignis, you understand that you your presence here is okay, your loyalties are worthwhile, and that you've proven yourself as a soldier. <gasps> You're Kandros! Uh, what is, uh, is that name come to mind? You're the man who fought alongside my great-grandfather. There's two faces you do recognize. One of them is Korak, and the other one is Tali Voss. I was pretty much a loner going up in school. The only friends I had weren't really friends. They were more like teammates on the football field. Some of this corresponds with the, the story that Tegan Tethal told you guys, is that there's only one of the gods who is of the original 12. And there was a name that he can't shake out of his head, and that name is Girithkar. And if there's something you're remembering that you're not sharing with me, I respect that, but I would also press you to share a little bit more. Roran kind of just mindlessly distances himself from what's going on at the table and just, like, whispers to himself, Guiaka, Pleth told me to find you. The Shard? What are you talking about? You carry honor with you. Another of your kin carries memory. Compassion lies in the ice. Find her and unite them with love. Somehow I feel like this is all related to Korak's past. Yeah, we gotta... We gotta delve deep into that one, too. Webby, there's been lots of times in your life that you felt lonely. Your short but eventful life hasn't left you with all too much time to regret or envy. Mr. Webby would kind of pipe up and say, like, I don't know my people. The one person in my life who I viewed as my teacher, my father, was murdered. It's all my fault. Maybe if I went with them, he would still be alive and I would still have someone who I could call family. You guys are in the Underdark. We've been tended to and cared for by the citizens of the Underdark, the Dark Elves that reside there. You've been here for about three days, by your count. You haven't noticed any hostility amongst the people. Uh, they regard you with an air of heroism. They actually have begun coming to you and asking advice in small um, personal matters as they all begin to rebuild their lives here after the siege of the Mind Flayers. Many of them have been in their own comatose states for a long time. Many more were taken and devoured by the Mind Flayers. They're just starting to relearn how to be a civilization themselves. And you, their liberators, as it were, have become a figurehead for them. You've learned a few things about this city, um, the one that you fought the Mind Flayers in. This city is called Dillenholm. It's actually one of the larger cities of the Underdark. You've learned there are many. Preliminarily asking around, you haven't yielded any results. Nobody knows Tali. There's no record of her family or um, anything like that. As it were, if any of you had actually, in all seriousness, approached 
a group of uh, merchants down there about selling Webby's body to them, <laughs> they would have balked and told you n- no. <laughs> you have since learned that the de facto leaders, Westrel, Tannis, Rigby, and Garvey, are members of the previous Dark Elf Rebellion that left just after the Illithid invasion some time ago. Obviously, they're dead. They've been gone for a while. And the the Mind Flayers had been using uh, their likeness to control the population that was not in a comatose state. And, uh, yeah, you guys are... This is where you are here and now. Is there anything you guys want to do, like, right off the bat? I feel my forehead. Well, so you reach up to feel your forehead and you see your hand come in into uh, focus <laughs> in a way that you didn't know was possible. <laughs> okay. Since... I also got last time from Webby that orb that can see into the astral plane. I think I'll fashion a little like eye patch type of thing that can hold that in front of that third eye. Um, maybe like you know temporary covered, so I'm not seeing astral plane and our plane at the same time. But I can close my eyes and check the astral plane. Can we like how long would it take God to train himself to do that, where he can see both at the same time and just be okay? It sounds like really freaking useful. But I'm also probably telling God to just, like, ruin his life for the next week. Would that be an intelligence thing? I'll say I just fashion something like that, and we can see how it plays out down the road if you want. But Gob's totally I, I have a that, um, pirate wizard now. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these people are going to be like, hey, can I see your eye patch? And you move it so they see your third eye, and they're like, oh, take it back! <laughs> Does the astral plane have, like, a physical correspondence to the plane that we're on, or is it, like, 100% different? I, th- I think that ring, it's not the astral plane, I believe it's the ethereal plane, which is a little bit different. It's um The ethereal plane is a, a mirror realm. It actually sounds even more useful that way. Is that the plane where that um Draco Lich blue dragon escaped to? Yes. And never came back? Yes, the, the Draco Lich was in the ethereal plane, that's correct. Uh, is there anything to do or to see? Like, what are what are some buildings or places or people that seem to be viable options? Yeah, they've got um, more or less everything that a regular that you'd expect to see in a regular town. Um, I think the exception is they don't have a lot of like temples or churches or anything like that. And just kind of like the way that you're looking at how this place is built, like they're acting very cool with you, um, but. A lot of these buildings are really old, and you get the impression that they've been kind of like under the thrall of these mind flayers for a long time. Before the mind flayers come in, you definitely get the impression that they were this. These places were not built to accommodate people from the surface. Like it's it's really not friendly looking. Like people are being friendly, but you get the impression that had none of this occurred, this whole mind flare thing um you probably wouldn't really have been super welcome are there Mm. any uh drow children around or are they all like um elder and adult drow uh yeah there's there's no children okay um there's nobody younger than like um i guess for elves it's kind of a tough one to say there's nobody younger than 70 years old no but in all seriousness i think there's no elves that are uh younger than like 200 um, which is still fairly youthful uh, in elf years, but... But that's also interesting. I think I would still ask around for any... <sighs> From the people who will talk to me, I'll ask them about any literature on drow customs regarding handling a dead loved one. 
and specifically if that literature refers to anything like above the surface, like not in the Underdark. Are you asking around? Yeah. I'd like you to roll in investigation. 25. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hello, have you seen my dead wife? Yes, where can I bury her? Where can I get a new dead wife? <laughs> I haven't got to that part yet. There like a drow, like Costco around or something like that. <laughs> hey, you! You look pretty stunning. Would you like to be dead and over my shoulder in about twenty years? Step on up, Missy. You talk to a few people, and and they kind of point you to like a, an archives place. Nobody really knows how to talk about it because, again, they've gone like the last two hundred years under this thrall of uh, mind flares. Wait, how many years? It's like it's been like two hundred years that this this uh, particular place was just just uh, constantly under their thrall. Sidebar question. Uh, actually, I'll ask it later. Never mind. Sorry. So they they haven't really like even though they've lost people, um, they haven't really had the freedom to take care of it the way that they would have liked to. Mm-hmm. So they've sort of lost that skill. So they point you to their archives, and you find a couple books that's that sort of go into detail. And like you're saying specifically, it doesn't necessarily say loved one, but it says like um, people who you honor or share a, a deep bond with. They they don't, they never use the word love, uh, interestingly enough. But um, yeah, you find a couple little notes. There's a, a this place called the Black Lake, um, and the Black Lake is where Drow would take their people. The, the whole idea is this ritual, you, you take yourself into the lake and you submerge yourself um, fully in the lake with the, the body. And you can mentally prepare. It's talking about you can mentally prepare beforehand or you can try to just improvise your way through it. But basically you're, you're saying uh, you're giving last rites and you're letting go. And when you are ready to let go, you know, can be when you are truly ready or when your body tells you i have to breathe now and there's you know there's stories and things about old you know drow wizards who were able to cast water breathing spells on themselves and they submerged themselves and stayed indefinitely and never returned and so the people lost um, you know the idea is that they lost two people that day rather than just one um, and things like that so um yes you find some information and is that that's in the underdark Yes, this is here in the Underdark. Okay, yeah, I'll just, um, I'll gather what I can, so, ideally, so I'd be able to find it myself. Um, follow-up question, uh, before rolling anything, since they're rebuilding after this influence of the Illithids, is there still, like, just Illithid junk laying around? Um, yeah, it's mostly skeletons and things like that. Um, as far as their technologies go, that's all, like... Um, everything that you find that would be attributed to like the Illithid people and technologies that they have, um, that's all found in the giant spire in the middle of the city. Um, the the what was a stalagmite and a stalactite that had met in the middle over thousands of years and formed one big pillar. Is that accessible? Yeah, I, I think the the drow are probably avoiding it like the plague. Okay, I would be curious going in and with my experience and background trying to find any Illithid text uh, text on uh, Ichabar. Uh, what do the Illithids speak? Illithids have their own language? Deep speech, under common. I, I would go to the Spire with the intent of finding any books or scripts 
that the Illithid have, and I wondered with my background if I could recognize something like Ichabar in their script, and I just want to gather what I can. If they have anything on him, or if they were even associated with the same group that, uh, you know, the, the party encountered years ago or not. Just anything I can gather. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, roll an investigation check for me. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you've got a couple books that um, really don't mean anything to you. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know any of those languages. So. Yeah, I got I got what I need from the drow. So sorry, guys. I don't mean to hog the uh, start. See, I think God would still be pretty distraught from fighting his mom and fighting the, you know these mind flayers if he could help in any way to kind of get his mind off everything. I think he'd do that. So I search for any ways to help the city either rebuild or to cheer them up or to you know if I have something that could make them smile again. That's what I would try to do. They find your third eye very curious. <laughs> they've they've never Me seen too. a human with three <laughs> eyes before. Yeah, you become something of a fixture, I think. Well, I'd let them, you know, have their fun with it then. And... Medusa's lived a long life. Has um, has she uh, found any like interesting uh, drinks she's never like encountered before? Like something kind of exotic and all that. Um, yeah, I think so. A few days into it, once um, things start to kind of people start getting organized, um, and I think I think so. Maybe that's maybe that's how it is, Gob. Um, you know, everyone's sort of like trying to recover from this trauma of like realizing that they've just spent the last two hundred years under a spell, uh, more or less, um, as slaves. Um, and so I think maybe Gob is the one who kind of cracks the whip and starts getting people like motivated and going again that sounds like our illusionist he starts getting everything going he's the one who starts kind of getting the archives up and running um trying to get people uh going with their their markets and their trade and just the commerce aspect um asking around about like other cities and how they're going to interact with this city now that you guys are kind of that, that they're kind of back at some point there's a couple elves who like kind of have to put their foot down and they're like okay like listen gob three-eyed man <laughs> uh we appreciate your help right now but um we we can't keep reading books and fixing things we need drinks we're gonna build our tavern back up and roran says here here um, at this tavern, Medusa is going to spend uh, her time just taking out her uh, harp and playing a song that has no words, but you're kind of filled with a um, emotions of sadness and uh, regret and kind of yearning what could have been, but it's no vocals. It's just this beautiful but very soul kind of... Um, sad song maybe kind of goes with kind of the the scenery around here um strange drinks medusa you're playing your sad song and the owner of the tavern or the the guy who was like no we're we're building a tavern bro um he he kind of comes up to you and he's like he's like you look like you need a good drink let me let me get you something and he like goes down into the cellar portion for a minute and he comes back up a little while later and he's holding an eel and he's like here you go and he just hands you this eel have i ever seen this before <laughs> maybe have you ever been to the underdark before i think i journeyed around but just from the main kind of um, middle continent okay yeah so he he says this is like a delicacy specifically for 
up in the north where they are. He's like, those southerners don't know their drinks very well. And, um, and he shows you how to drink this eel. And essentially the eel has been soaked in the foulest smelling alcohol that, that's ever crossed your nostrils. Um, it makes your little snakes like on your head curl back. <laughs> Such a disgust. Great little, little dizzy eyes or something like that. Like, wow! Basically, you open the eel's mouth and like pour the drink into your mouth and then you're supposed to eat the eel afterwards. So it's it's totally green. He says, We're, we've gone green. We have 100% disposable, uh, reusable, or biodegradable cups here. Roaring faints. <laughs> wow. Fascinating. How considerate, guys. Great job. Does this drink have a name? Uh, yeah, it's called... Um, it's called Eel the Awful. <laughs> Eel Pop. <laughs> Do you drink it? <laughs> oh, yeah. So he wants... He watches you drink it, and he goes, wow, I've never even done that before. That That's awful. That stuff's awful. Thank you. I needed this. Yeah, listen, just play something happier while you're in here, please. I try to play something that has a little more, I guess, uh, bounce to it, and Frumpkin kind of just dances in the air, a little, like, aerial kind of barrel rolls or something like that, try to cheer up people, but Medusa's... Uh, song kind of tells a tale of her her uh her life so she she's trying to play a song that she hasn't um felt that emotion in a very long time so you have anything that's a little more normal the guy laughs and he's like we have rock ale and then he puts a stone like mug on the bar and then he just pours like some regular looking ale (laughs) into it works for me (laughs) i would tell the the barkeep to fetch a big thing of water and i'll turn it into whatever drink we want that's a good idea is everybody in the tavern at this point or is anybody not the tavern if all the liberators are at the bar i'll probably have some drinks and i'm gonna attempt to lift everyone's spirits so everybody um as long as you decide to get within 30 feet of me and not ignore me uh add Give yourself a five temporary hit points. So inspired. It's one of those. It's um for those who saw part or who those who saw Endgame. It's basically just uh, uh Thor talking about the uh, the ether. It's basically him talking about yeah hey, guys you know where it starts at a high point like guys we, you know we're in a weird spot <laughs> basically and then yeah yeah so I'll, I'll do that and then even the drow are just like motioning you know stop 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 all your head and like oh, okay and I sit down. Um, actually, I think I'd even ask you guys, like, uh, what are we doing? Like, so we, you know, we dealt with, and I kind of gesture towards God, mother, and, uh, we kind of just left because we had to leave, but, like, do we have a direction? Do we have a goal right now, or? Is there any, any evidence, any notion that there'd be a gin item, in particular this region? All the like literature or research um, about jinn objects was consumed or destroyed by the Illithid some years ago before they actually like captured the city outright. So there's like legends that exist. You guys hear, you do hear legends of something. There's like a, there's an area, there's a place. Some people, there's conflicting reports. Some people will say they remember being uh, around the Black Lake. Some people say they remember being higher up. 
as they say, than the Black Lake. Uh, but there's this area that has a feeling to it, and nobody really knows how to reconcile what that means. Roran turns to the group and starts going crazy and says, Guys, guys, we're under the ice. Don't you get it? And they're like, probably like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? What's up? We're under the ice? We're under the ice, guys. Huh. I believe with... I am so terrible at remembering. I don't think I told these guys about my Stormfather encounter. Listen, we're under the we're under the Icelands. We're under Packard's Reach and the whole path of graves. And the Stormfather said that the shards that we have to find, one of them is compassion, which lies in the ice. What are these shards that you're trying to find exactly? I have one on me, so I pull it out of my pack. The shattered pieces of the mylar. I don't think we could stop Ichabar unless we get them all. Remind me, I'm, I'm sorry, but the Mylar, I can't. I feel bad because I couldn't remember if this was something that was clearly explained, and I'm just like, oh shit, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Elder Gods. Do you remember anything about Elder Gods? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's ringing the bell. When there was the big war, uh, Mylar was the youngest of the three Elder Gods, mm-hmm. and he was the one that was broken. Uh, there's like shards of him. Okay. So obviously we need to find these shards uh, to help us in this quest. And if we're under the Icelands, and the drow are mentioning this so-called feeling they're receiving out and about, hmm, probably be to our benefit to go find it. What did the other shards just contain his power or something? A power of bringing back his power? A resurrection of sorts? Oh, okay. He would serve us? Um, well, he would help stop the enemy. I see. We would more liberate him. That makes sense. <laughs> um, and did it say they were under the ice or on the ice? Yes, the Mylar shattered. His shards did not agree with the Mylar whole. So the shard of honor... No, honor was slain. Chaos and logic were struck down. We have to unite all these shards of Mylar together. We already have one. Uh, memory... Uh, I have honor. We're looking for compassion. Oh wait, it's it's the shard of compassion. Yes, I would bet a little bit of gold on the Black Lake, a place where you leave loved ones to rest, and some have had trouble letting go of them. We can try that area. I also have a, a little little dewy thingy I gotta do there, which uh, yeah, we could uh <clears throat> kill two birds. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I would tell the party openly that yeah, it's I, I'm. I need to go to that lake to begin with for you know selfish reasons. So, if you're talking about the shard of compassion, and we're pretty sure it's under the ice, possibly in the underdark, then I wonder if that's a good bet. Well, sounds like you need some closure, Korak, and I know about that, so I'll help you in this quest. Thank you. So that's Gob and no one else. Cool. <laughs> well, the cleric is going. <laughs> I'm here. Okay. He's, he's not offering any words of consolation, but he's going. <laughs> like I was like leaning forward and fell out of my chair at the silence from the rest of the group. <laughs> I'll go anywhere you go, Kandoros. I'll go some places you'll go, Kandoros. Who are you? And Roran, you said you had one of these shards too? No, we have you have one, I have one. That's all we have, right? Just yeah, the two so, so far. So we're looking for the last one. I believe it's the last one. 
based from what I heard, uh, Asa, is it reasonable to like make the assumption that if we were, I think I could find this black lake, we would still be under the path of graves or. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, okay. you, you guys are like smack in the middle of the path of graves as it is. Okay. I was just, okay. That makes more sense than, yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's like, it's a journey. It'll be a journey to get there, but you have no reason to think that cause, cause this isn't like another plane distance works the same here as mm-hmm. it does. Sure. Anywhere else in the world. Um, the difference is you're just underground. So yeah, you're you're able to gauge. Yeah, absolutely. It's in this region. Well, maybe tonight we drink, and tomorrow we head out and search for Black Lake. Turn another round of water into drinks. Um, would I know, Asa, how the Drow think about the undead? It's not as frowned upon as it is above ground, but to say that people just do it is would be wrong no walking their dead dogs or something yeah they there's things called like like death shamans um which are their version of like witch doctors i guess their rule sets a little more fast and loose (laughs) fast and loose i like it there there are none in this city those were all killed um in the initial wave of oh they probably missed them then right do you guys want to drink with webby tonight or not And roaring things uh, again. <laughs> I mean, this is a party, or we? What, what do you guys what's, think? Do you want a party, or? <laughs> yeah, that? I want a party. Wallace and Gromit meme. That's like, what have you just released <laughs> upon this world? <laughs> what have you? What have you brought upon this cursed land? Um, <laughs> let me just reread this real quick. What kind of what kind of intelligence do ghouls have? Not much. That's mm. a that's a big fat seven. That ghoul won't be casting no fireball. That's a positive, but... For reference, 10 is average intelligence. I see. Well, I also don't know the nature of this spell. I'm guessing they're just, they're just you know, Skyrim summon dead. Just, uh, is all they do, or... Uh, they also attack people. <laughs> well, they're under my control, so that's no problem. Get us another round of those eel pops. Webby would like that. Yeah, yeah we want a round of eel pops for me, and as this <sighs> crackling sound of... Eatercat bones twist and turn as he sits up straight in his chair. And I put my arm around his shoulder and say, my, my old friend wants a drink. And I mentally look at him and go, drink, don't kill, drink, don't kill. Zombie proboscis shoots out just Let me just, okay, I'm going to read this. Description. With their razor-sharp teeth and jagged claws, ghouls roam the nights, night in packs, driven by an insatiable hunger for humanoid flesh. Oh, God. Oof. No difference. No humans here, though. We're good. <laughs> Except for a few of us. Humans have two eyes. Um, yeah, like you said, it's un- it's under your control, so I'm <laughs> okay with this. Webby's corpse, which is, like, all curled up in and on itself, as sp- spiders are wont to do, it slowly begins to, like, unfold... Because it's it's an exoskeleton and like all of the, like the webby juice on the inside is all kind of like dried and congealed, and actually as he's unfolding himself, um, one of his, one of his four arms, snaps six arms snaps off, just because it wasn't able to like unbend the way that it was. So you have a a, seven limbed webby. That has like these hollow, empty eye holes, like standing at this bar with you, and the like. The bar is like become uncharacteristically silent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, and you can tell like people are are <laughs> pretending to like go about their night in a way that they're like it's like purposeful ignorance if that makes sense like they're they are purposefully not looking in your direction um and like there's like these kind of forced smiles and it's not necessarily that uh the act of what korak has done that bothers them it's quite literally comes down to the sight of webby himself uh like all of his little like spider fuzz is gone it's like replaced by these like weird mothball things just kind of clinging to his shell and he moves like yeah really kind of slowly and there's a uh, an eel pop on the bar that like gob set there for him and he like he goes to reach it and his his hands brush up against the eel pop that gob is actually holding and he grabs that one too and like so he just like takes two eel pops and just kind of shoves his whole hand into his mouth to like feed them down just like zoidbergs it <laughs> He does like that weird like uh, where his head just kind of tilts like jerkily and he like looks over at Korak and then you see his little mouth pincers go click, 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 click. <laughs> Q-L-M-F-A-O. I've had the time of my life. Yeah, I think he clicks, he clicks and I, I don't know. It's very funny just because that is something like there's definitely some webby personality like in there. Okay, good. That's what I was hoping for. I raise my glass to webby. To webby. I look at, I stare at all the people who aren't raising their glasses and like, to Webby, <laughs> to Webby, to Webby, damn it! Um, yeah, everybody around kind of goes, oh, <laughs> knocks down their glasses to like grab this one guy, like dives across the bar to try to grab, grab his drink and lift it up and go, to Webby. That was super creepy. <laughs> all right, yeah, my my prerogative will just be to, uh just get super super drunk and pass out. Oh, I also, uh, if you guys want to leave the bar, I can get around town really quick and we could check out all the fun things in the Underdark while we're drunk. <laughs> sounds like a fun time. <laughs> like, dude, there's this, there's this, dude, I wonder what sewers are like in the Underdark, right? Right? Who knows when we'll be in the Underdark next, guys? Let's make it, let's make it memorable. Um, is that what you guys want to do? <laughs> yeah, let's go fuck shit up. I'm just imagining, yeah, this Lenny. stupid drunk <laughs> revelry. We just move the party with us, and all the while, we've got a ghoul Webby in the center, and we're just... Medusa takes a eel pop for the road. Why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves and figure out, like, what exactly you kind of, like, want to do and see in the city while you're just, like, drunk revelers and or mourners or whatever just like if you guys can make like a list of the things you want to do um i'll come back and and we'll like we'll do that for like the last half hour what is there to do in the underdark in underdark that's being rebuilt and only has one tavern we could go play soccer with that pile of skulls definitely go into a church that worships spiders and show off webby no he did say there was a lack of religious anything here oh damn but we can try to Maybe... find something <laughs> Let's give them hope. They'll start worshipping Ghoul Webby. How about a Weekend at Bernie's type thing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I heard that, and I think that's excellent. We should try to get them to worship the Weekend at Bernie's Webby. We need to find a nice little Hawaiian shirt for him. Drunkenly get tattoos of Webby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he's like one of the founding members of this party, so... Remember that patch I made a while back? We could get that tattooed. Can we blow up the tower? 
Oh, the little stalactite stalagmite thing? Yeah. Should we start like a tavern brawl or something? Dude, we need just do something epic. So yeah, I'm totally on board with that. <laughs> we just rebuilt it. Let's smash the shit out of it. Wow, it's quite the list we got there. <laughs> Is everybody still here? You all stepped away from it. We typed up some things in roll 20. Go to a church that worships spiders with Webby. Shop for nice clothing for Webby. Tattoos of Patch that Gob made. Inquire about mounts in the Underdark. Tavern brawl. Weekend at Bernie's for Webby. <laughs> Korak will unavoidably hit on more drow ladies. Do all the drugs with Korak. Pray and weep out of sheer fright. Fireball something. <laughs> Being hand-fed fruit and getting full release massages from... Oh my lord. It's what Webby would have wanted. <laughs> but I'm not paying for it. Those are all non-negotiable, by the way. Alright, let's do this. Let's, let's power through some of this. Wait, the massage? No, you, well, maybe... <laughs> Lord, Lord help me, what have I wrought upon this? <laughs> Alright, what are we doing? The gang, the gang goes to Weekend well, at Webby's. I think we're still in the bar, so the bar brawl is probably first, right? <laughs> I'm just going to stand up and punch the closest person. <laughs> I think Korak and I already started doing drugs at this point. I think Medusa would be the one trying to inquire about getting um, service for the for the party. I'm uh Landis is definitely high. And then Medusa over there is inquiring about services. Gets slapped in the face. Landis senses that and just starts going off. Just like punching people in the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cuz he's so fucking high. Wait, Landis is like a did it. He's like a whirlwind. You know what you what Landis looks like is like on a cartoon. There's like a dust ball and just like limbs flying Bad out of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He freaking Tasmanian devils across the room. People get like sucked into this vortex of violence <laughs> and like shot out the other side. Landis, roll dex and strength for me. What the fuck did I just come back to? That totally makes sense. So his dexterity would be a little bit lower because he is high, but his strength would be that manimal strength. His intelligence is low, but his wisdom is so high, man. I think Ignis, like, Landis starts speeding around the room, and Ignis turns around and just punches someone. <laughs> and, like, they, they stagger back and, like, fall into the event horizon of oh. Landis's <laughs> vortex. <laughs> and, and then, like, shoot out the other side and, like, splat against the wall. Not splat, but just, like... <laughs> Jesus. You know, like, they, they just, like, up against the wall um, on the other side of the bar. And, like... At this point, like people are standing up, and it just—it's like a scene from a freaking, like freaking airplane, where everyone just stands up and starts punching whoever's closest to them, just like for no reason. Okay. Um, someone tries to grab Medusa's hair. Medusa, make a dex saving throw. <laughs> I mean, should it be her or should it be them? It depends on what she decides to do after this. I mean, okay. if that's gonna happen, they're gonna have to face this. Oh god, it's a bar fight, not a bar murder. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'll try not to murder anyone. I guess her serpent hair would kind of snap at them. Um, okay, yeah, so the hair, like, dodges out of the way uncannily. Um, was there an instigator, or was it just, like, Rick and Morty, like, race war, except it's brawl fight, little screams? Uh, Medusa got slapped. Who slapped Medusa? 
whoever he was propositioning for his good time massage. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, wait, what? Asa, come on. Give, give, what's happening? Give me something. Like, what start? What, what happened? So, all I know is that Danny put down he wants to be hand fed hand fed fruit while getting a full release massage from an Jesus escort. Jesus Christ. Don't forget the full release part. Full release. <laughs> full release. Oh wow. Um and that started the bar fight? No, so what started a bar fight was Korak and Landis. I was not here. That you guys were doing lines off of the bar top. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> How do you want it? Because I now realize that you were not here for the beginning. No, that's of this. that's that's fair. I'm already Landis. Debated. Landis wants to do drugs with Korak. Okay, and Korak would be would be so rude to refuse such an offer. Ignis, Ignis just cuz. Yeah, just cuz. <laughs> I think this whole thing is just cuz. Just cuz. <laughs> like the drugs I picked up, the box that says underdark drugs, I just read the label and it says uppers, not downers. I'm like, oh no, they're uppers. <laughs> I like that. So it was literally just a bottle that you had upside down with an arrow, thinking that it was a downer, but the bottle was upside down. And <laughs> this is the extract of llama! Medusa had been propositioning someone for a full release massage. <laughs> As she so delicately put it. And so this confused person, as a bar fight is breaking out around them, goes, full, full release? And reaches for her hair, uh -huh. which then shies back. And um, I guess probably Ignis punches that guy too. And he just like <laughs> gets laid out, just out, knocked out stone cold. The whole time, I should mention, the whole time that this is happening... Um, the bartender is calmly standing behind the bar, just like cleaning a glass. <laughs> As you do. As you do. Uh, and every time that something else breaks, he just makes a little tick mark on a piece of paper that he's got in front of him. Oh, God. <laughs> um, um, um. It's going to have a new name after tonight. Yeah, after this, it's going to be called The Resurrected Spider. Um, <laughs> but, but for right now, I think it's literally just called The Dark Hole. Perfect place for the massage. I want a full release massage in the dark hole if you catch my drift. Being hand fed fruit. Um, Korak will definitely try to, uh, I guess I'll just try to sock somebody in the face while I make like an entrance to approach a drow lady and just be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Sup, girl? Charisma save and a strength save. Okay, so Korak. Korak, go ahead and make a constitution saving throw for oh, me God. as well. Korak does one more line <laughs> off the bar top. Oh, hell yeah. Turns around and like Sparta kicks a, a guy who's like standing in front of like the arguably the prettiest drow woman in the bar. Oh, yes. Um, and then he like scoots up next to her. And what do you what do you say to her exactly? Uh, you may have heard of me. My name's Kandros. I just took two uppers, and you are still the best thing I've seen all night. You say out loud, you say, my name is Kandros, oh, and God. there's like a, a pain in your head real quick. <laughs> um, but you are like so blasted that you like barely register it. And that's the only time that you feel that, at least for now. This woman looks at you, and she's like, yeah, what of it? As like literally behind her, everything is on fire and like falling apart and... People are just throwing punches and like, there's some guy in the corner screaming, MY LEG! MY LEG! <laughs> of course. I'll just kind of nonchalantly look over my shoulder and be like, 
Man, it's getting getting kind of rowdy in here. You got you want to get out of here? She she uh she kind of like turns. She's like, oh, I'm here with my friends, and she turns around and like all three of her friends are like laid out, just like been punched. They have like Landis like hand marks on their faces. Um, and she's like, well, I no thanks, but no. And then she's like, I don't mean to be a, a downer, <laughs> but I know that you're here with your dead girlfriend, and that's like super not sexy. <laughs> I'll just I'll just kind of like uncharacteristically compared to everything else I've done. I'll just be like, okay, have a good night. And then I'll just like, as best as I can, like stage dive into this just amalgam of hate and fury. And just jump into the bar fight, I guess. Where are Gob and Roran in all of this? Gob's still sitting at the table with <laughs> Webby. Just completely ignoring everything with my arm around Webby telling him about all the stories he's missed, like the time we fought the Mind Flayers and exaggerating and how I used Steel Wind Strike and how he would have loved that spell and completely ignoring the fight all around him. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I love it. Casually having to lift his drink every once in a while when someone gets slid across the table. Exactly. Imagine Frumpkins like keeping the drinks coming, just stealing drinks from the tables as they're distracted. We have a little drink bandit. Randy, that that is that is so appropriate for a few reasons. That's great. What what about Roran? What's Roran doing again? He's sorry? Probably near where Gob and Webby are, but has like a chair as a shield to guard from the chaos. But also his staff is ready in case he needs a spell slot to be spent. <laughs> this bar fight is like getting to the it's starting to dwindle a little bit um and not because people are calming down but because if by calming down you mean everyone is like passed out knocked out as i think like landis is literally hanging from one of the rafters in the ceiling what what is landis doing at this point like shouting obscenities or hanging from the ceiling but uh he's like trapeze artisting somebody while he's hanging upside down this person, like, at first is screaming, Oh my god! Help me! And then, like, and then suddenly, like, he stops screaming, and then you guys notice that he's just, like, unconscious as he's being swung around like a ragdoll. <laughs> the, the noises of this bar fight, like, start to die down as literally, like, the last people are punched out by Ignis and Landis. I think to correct probably to some extent, yeah, that probably was... to a lot of extent, like Korak's doing cool stuff like like wing whipping people, and yeah, as this commotion starts to kind of die, um, you hear Gob like telling story stories to like the Webby Ghoul that's like just sitting there like open mouthed like <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like standing there to, like listening. Uh, Gob, how drunk are you right now as you're telling these stories? Um, pretty drunk. He's, we haven't really dealt with, like, drunk Gob yet. Does he tend to embellish things when he gets drunk, or does he tend to be more, like, accurate? Oh, everything's super embellished. The Mind Flayer okay. was, like, 20 feet tall. And it was <laughs> just me. Everyone else was still had their brain suckers in, and I saved the day. Sounds about right. Um, so, uh, yeah, as you're, you're telling this story the way that you're telling it, um, your, your, uh, glass that you're holding over your third eye, you can't help but have the feeling that, like, 
there's something about what you're doing and about Webby keeping you guys like more connected in some some very strange way that you can't quite describe. But because you're drunk and like you're not quite telling the full truth, it's like it's sort of just like a passing fancy. Uh, Rorin, you don't end up having to like use your spells or your shield or anything like that. And I think actually at the end of all, like once everything kind of dies down and everyone sort of loses steam, the bartender comes up to you, um, of, out of everybody. And he's like, he goes, listen, they broke all the furniture in here. Someone's going to have to pay for this. And I'm guessing that you guys probably aren't, but like, do you have like any anyone you can recommend that like could come here and fix this? You're you're a cleric. You got spells. Do you have like the mending spell? Can you like mend my tables, and <laughs> chairs, and things? Because I'm about like I'm about like thirty thirty grand in the hole right now. Jesus! It's been two hundred years since I was able to bartend here, and my first night back, it's been destroyed. So like that's kind of a bummer. You know, but like, you know, whatever, it's fine. Sure, we'll make such a great story for your future, Bar. Have you heard of a chap named Real Redstone? Oh, God, <laughs> what is this? What are you doing? Redstone? I bet Redstone's a great uh, uh, lead for you, for money-wise. What's your most uh, prized piece of furniture here? Well, that would be my prize chair <laughs> uh, over in the, the corner. Okay. There. It's my most prized because it's called the prize. Oh, the prize chair. Let me uh, take a look at that. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to try to mend that prize chair. You're able to fix it up. Okay. And then and then he goes like, he goes, listen, um, okay, you, you took a, a drink of your um, water earlier. And like, you and I both know that that's not really water in there. And all my alcohol is broken. Can you do me a solid and just like fill up this one bottle for me? And he like holds a bottle. <laughs> Where does he put the bottle? Um, under the bar. Um, Landis. That's such a perfect role for the situation. That's that so is perfect. just the perfect role. <laughs> just Landis, punches it in midair. Landis reaches out. He's as he's swinging this ragdoll dude from the rafters. He like drops the guy and like reaches, but he's still hanging. Like he's still hanging on the rafters. And so he reaches out and realizes, like, it's still just, like, way too far. And I think Landis falls. And I would say he falls on his face, but let's face it, Landis lands on his feet. Um, you guys leave the bar. Where are you going next? I guess we'll go get our tattoos and as calmly as we can, just, like, coming down, covered in sweat and blood and just, like, hey, do you know any good places where we can find mounts down here? So funny enough, uh, you guys walk into the tattoo parlor and it's the person who's like running it is the same lady that Korak was hitting on just a second ago. Oh, sweet discount, guys. Korak, Korak <laughs> walks in and goes, do you know where we can find a mount in here? She goes, oh, my God, no. Jesus. <laughs> and then Korak tries to like explain, no, I don't mean it. That's not no horses. I mean, horses. Oh, look at <laughs> like... <laughs> no, pardon me in my uh, I'm not I'm not a native of the Underdark and I don't know if you even call them mounts down here. Do we, like, ride giant mushrooms or something down here? Is that what we do in the Underdark? <laughs> um, no, but the, she talks about it and, and basically describes what is, like, uh, like a little mon like a monitor lizard if it was big enough to ride. Well, we'll all jot that place down and then I'll handedly show her the patch and be like, guess where this is going? On your chest, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> 
don't know about you guys, but I should go for a meatball sandwich right about now. Oh man, <laughs> a, a meatball sandwich pops right into your hand, <laughs> just like, just like it's there. Like you have the thought, and it's there. You like you. In fact, you you say that not realizing oh, that you're no. already holding a meatball sandwich. <laughs> Short sword. We're going for splitsies on that sandwich. Oh Jesus! You start to swing at the sandwich because like and you have this thought like i want one of those sandwiches and as you're swinging a, a meatball sandwich appears impaled on your short sword and then gob um blinks out of the realm <laughs> enjoy my meatball sandwich in peace um gob make it a make a perception check while you're in the ethereal plane uh and make it with disadvantage since you're sort of on the drunk side can i make a percent check to to figure out whatever happened to that one arm webby left or that fell off i think it got crushed to dust in the bar brawl <laughs> probably that's that's fair to say um okay so i i'm realizing gob that you you're getting you get perception check advantage because of your third eye but because you're drunk it would normally be disadvantage so it cancels itself out and becomes regular um, Gob, you are outside, like, you know, quote-unquote outside in the Underdark here, looking around, and, like, you start noticing, um, some really red light kind of pouring down from cracks in the ceiling, as it were. What was in those drinks? So let me ask you, are you having, are you just having, like, ghoul webby, like, just stand there, like, oh, <laughs> like, time, like, anytime you're, you guys are... So yeah, you're all like getting this tattoo, and like the Webby's just like standing next to the tattoo artist, just like. Ah. Oh, he gets a tattoo too. <laughs> I do think we should probably. It's like the Stevo tattoo, like on his back. <laughs> um, they do the outline of it, and then like a big chunk of his outer shell like falls. <laughs> As he's just further decaying. Yeah, you get tattoos without too much trouble. It doesn't take a whole lot of time. The the woman and, and her like three um, tattooing partners that are open at this hour of the night, they they explain that uh, while they were all sort of you know bringing the mood down a little bit, but while they were all under the thrall of these illithid, that's how they kind of like kept their sanity to a point was by like thinking of their art skills and anytime they had a chance um practicing art when they can um and kind of kind of keeping themselves up on it so it doesn't take very long to they're very masterful with their work i do think we should probably bury webby before the night's up <laughs> finally put him to rest yeah let me let me review that real quick just gonna groan in his tomb yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't sure how you guys want to handle this. If we want to do, like, a ceremony, because we either have to make him kill himself, or we have to kill him. Or I can just leave him, but he will become a ghoul and probably wreak havoc. I think the way he'd probably want to go is with a fireball. That's on the list. How many D8 does this uh, ghoul have in health? Not a ton. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll have him cast fireball himself at some point, but I guess we should decide how we want that to come about. Uh, I, I will say he doesn't have any, um, magical abilities ah, himself shit. anymore. I, I can do it from, from one, one wizard, wizard to, to another. another. Maybe, Maybe we, we find a space, space that's, that's not, not, you know, destroying other stuff. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just rebuild. yeah, we're openly talking about this while they're tattooing the last person. They're like, uh, what? <laughs> Um, Thirty nice, you know, vista points here in the underdark. Well, obviously, they talk. Uh, if you ask anyone that, they talk about 
um, the Black Lake. Uh, they say it's 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 beautiful in its own haunting way. Um, and then, like, you kind of look around and, like, yeah, there's the, the obvious um, landmark is the big spire mm-hmm. in the center of the city. Um, and there's a few spots where, like, you can see mountains kind of going up. The problem is, is it's very dark, like, just out in the out in the wilderness mm-hmm. portion, as it were. I hate using those terms because you're not technically outside, but you know what I mean. Uh, roll investigation for me uh and survival um okay so with the 14 it takes you it takes you a little bit more than a few hours to kind of like find a spot that you would be happy with but you actually find uh, a little grove of like these crystalline trees next to a, a small pool of water and it reminds you very vaguely of when you guys had gone into uh, wabajack's woods enough it, it reminds you of that enough that like that's the thought that you had when you first like kind of stumbled across it um because these crystalline trees aren't like super uncommon but yeah seeing that you're like oh man that's like the time we went to wabajack's woods and like that was kind of like where webby had his moment and so i think that's probably what gives you the the biggest uh reminder of him and and this this looks like it's probably the the place for you okay i take out my my dagger from its sheath you know because it can communicate with the astral plane and i you know say webby if you're there we're gonna miss you and i turn to the group and ask if anyone else has anything to say to webby just hoping that he'll hear it some way through the through the connection with the dagger i'm just something to be effective you know gonna miss you webby sorry we gonna save you but i don't think you're gonna hold hard feelings against us well bye old friend have a good one and uh he pulls out the bottle of liquor that he went back and stole and uh pours one out to webby did i say you can do that oh another bar fight you did not that was mine okay ron barely says webby overall it was great to know you but you still disgust me, and I hope you find peace where you are now. And then I take a swig out of my flask. Uh, as you guys are like saying things, um, Gob, you notice that there's a like a little line of light that is coming off of your dagger and like going straight into like Webby's like head, um, and you see that through your third eye. Uh, Ignis will just stand there, praying or something. Medusa would be respectful, kind of, because she just joined this party and just be petting Frumpkin. The webby ghoul uh, is like kind of like, you know, ghoulishly like looking at each of you in turn with his <laughs> sunken dead eyes. And every time that someone uh, like says something, he uh, he clicks his little mouth pincers. And uh, and then every time that you say this, uh, say anything, uh, this uh, this line gob that you see gets a little bit stronger. Uh, Korak, are you, you're just like you're not really commanding the Webby to do anything, right? Like, this is kind of. I think there's a there. I'd think I'd say probably like the most, even compared to when I was fighting and like hitting on people and just being stupid, is like even though I'm staring at him, like looking at the ghoul right now in the face. I think this is the most I've kind of like relinquished. There's still that mental control of not letting it just lose its mind and freak out, but it's like I've definitely become as mentally distant as I can from it as I'm saying things to webby and i think at one point too i uh i took out one or two of the uh, spell books that webby and i went over like this is going back like way back to when the campaign started like purple worm stuff of like being up in one of the taverns like studying magic with him like i probably like 
hand of one or two of those books I still hold on to and just have the ghoul kind of like hold on to him. Uh, he makes a quick motion and bends down and grabs something. And then you guys look and you see that he's grabbed a like a small, like for lack of a better term, uh, a lizard pigeon promptly shoves it into his mouth. <laughs> Um, and then just kind of like slowly clicks his pincers again and uh, turns and starts to walk um, into the the crystal glade. Very briefly, Gob, you hear uh, happy clicks coming from that dagger. I'll say, uh, I miss you, buddy. Have fun with the rest of your other adder caps and launch a fireball at him. There's a brilliant flash of light uh, in which time the... The mountainside next to you is illuminated. The crystal forest gives off these amazing, what's the word? There's like these rainbows of light, right? Uh, as the light pours through all the, the crystalline limbs, the water lights up and shivers a little bit with the concussion of the fireball. And it's a very loud noise. And as it subsides, the webby ghoul is nowhere to be found. I hope you got your release. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking back that point of inspiration. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> there's uh, there's no editor cap left. Um, the, the line that you had been seeing that was coming off of the, the dagger and into the editor cap, uh, or, you know, Webby's body, uh, that's gone. Um, and the dagger is silent. And um, it's 9 o'clock, and we will end it there for tonight, fellas. Thank you guys for bearing with me uh, on a, kind of a crazy crazy evening, but lordy, am I happy we were able to do something. Appreciate <laughs> it. Making the time for this. Yeah, that was fun. Was very yeah, fun. for real, guys. Thank, thank you guys for being open to doing it during the week. Sure. Yeah, I feel like we finally got to be in a bar fight. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that was the close closest we've been to a shade of awful murder hobo people and i think it was still it still ended on like a much more character driven emotional thing very touching that game after all that